Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Brotherhood Without Manners podcast. I'm Ryan McBride, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 hosting today. I'm I'm going to be bringing you all what's up in Westeros and all that stuff. I have to say now, not a lot has happened. Not an awful lot has happened. If you're avoiding spoilers, that is, and I have, and I haven't heard anything, and I don't intend to, so for all of you people listening, shit the fuck up, I don't want to hear it, I don't want you to send me it, I don't want to see it, and just for everyone's sake, stop. Uh, I know, I know, I, I, I had last season spoiled for me by someone, because they posted some, they posted as a theory, but it was after the leak came and I'd managed uh, up until that point to avoid everything but uh, but he posted it as a theory and I was like oh wow that's very specific and then it turned out to be just the way it was which I suspected um, it, was off, it was off Viserion arriving and uh, and dang but anyway that's a very negative way to start. I'm so glad you're listening, and I'm so glad I'm here, and I hope you're glad I'm here too. Since I've been here last, I mean, last time I I, I made a podcast here, it was 2017, and since then it's been announced that 2018, this year, is going to be a Game of Thrones free year. Woo! So the night is a lot longer and darker than... Uh, many of us had hoped but sure listen we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and get through it we're gonna we're gonna just i don't know i'm making i'm making a fist with my hand and punching straight ahead as if to gesture that we're gonna push through it and i couldn't find the words for push through it so i just i just went and said it anyway um we're gonna we're gonna entertain ourselves in the dark like uh like all the people of the north and Westeros are doing right now. So I, so anyway, what I've been doing this week, I asked, because all the focus is on season eight now, I asked um, Twitter, I guess, um, who do they want to see die in, not once, who should die in next season of game of thrones the last season of game of thrones and uh, i got some interesting results i mean from from twitter i i mean gray area uh replied the the youtuber the really good youtuber um talking thrones as well he had a really interesting um really interesting take on it he was like cersei deserves to die more than Euron, in my opinion. But as a character, I like what Cersei brings to the table. So it's off with Euron's head. Uh, so that's that's interesting too. And um, yeah, eventually after 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 Twitter, I just I put the the poll out there onto Facebook as well. And and uh, as some of you might know, I am on absolutely every Facebook group about Game of Thrones. So I. I have used my power and and I put a poll in each in each one and also leaving open a selection leaving open the box for more people to add their own person to 
have killed in next season of Game of Thrones. And I, I, I got a lot of response. I got a huge response out of it. I got the overall 327 people voted in this uh, poll. Um, so I was I was quite happy with that. Uh, if I get 327 listens in this podcast, that might be a different story. But uh, uh, we'll see. But anyway... Uh yeah, the candidates we have. I'm just gonna announce them out like uh like an election now. Hot pie, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, Cersei Lannister, the Night King, Gregor Clegane, Euron, or all of them. Uh yeah, so as an interesting enough selection we got there. I mean, a hot pie for one. I don't. He, he he's struggling in there at the back. He got two votes out of the three hundred and twenty-seven. Um, I mean, there, I can't help but let the theory linger in the back of my head that he's behind it all. Um, but uh, somehow now I think he's he's uh, he's uh, been proven innocent. And also, if they kill him off next season, that's like killing off Dobby in, in Harry Potter. I mean, he did not do anyone any harm. And he's just sitting there in his little crossroads inn thing, making wolves and shit. But Cersei probably would have Hot Pie killed for making wolves in the shape of Scone or whatever it is. Oh, Scone, Scone, whatever your preference is. I don't know. I'm just going to put that out there. Um... But anyway, yeah, hot pie is a thing. Jon Snow. Now, the spelling of Jon Snow was... Uh, someone spelled it J-O-H-N, and they, they rightfully, some might say, was struck down with vengeance and, uh, you know, all the rest of it. But anyway, Jay Snow got uh, 12 votes overall, which I thought was quite low, because some like a lot of people think Jon Snow he not that they want him to die but I think he should die because it's his place um a lot of people believe that Daenerys is the the prince that was promised prince or princess or however you want to read the prophecy and they think that Jon Snow is the person that should sacrifice themselves or, or also Khal Drogo if you believe in Daenerys was the was the was the Valanker or not Valanker I don't remember the fucking word. The person, the the wife or whatever of, of Lightbringer, my phone's buzzing. Anyway, Jon Snow was second last on the list of the people that we think should die in Game of Thrones Season 8. And that's quite low. But then again, it wasn't in the initial Facebook push I had. And when I posted all the things to Facebook, I had Cersei, Euron, Gregor, Nike, or, or all of them. And then I said, add your own if... It's not there. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna presume that's right. Uh, the fourth lowest at 21 votes was Daenerys Targaryen, and uh, that was also surprisingly low. I I thought more people would think that Daenerys should die because I I don't know based on what came before uh, all of the all of the death through childbirth and all of the the fact now that she is not the rightful queen of Westeros because her her nephew is legitimately that. I think with those two things combined in itself. Daenerys, I don't know, she has a lot of comeuppance to come up. She didn't... I mean, she was very harsh with people in Essos and I don't think she really got much of a response out of that. Um, Then again, one of her dragons died, so I guess that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a big... 
uh, shots to the balls for her. But who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll see. And who would do it? Who would kill Daenerys? Would it be Jon Snow? If the theory is correct, he might. Would it be the Night King? That is plausible too. Um, I don't know. I don't know who would do it. Would Cersei send a, a, a load of a bitch army after her or something? Or invite her to a brother and kiss her to death? Uh, God knows. And Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Who's going to kill Jon Snow? Is the good, I say it's the Night King. And a lot of, a lot of theories have been posing this whole single combat thing whereby um because the last time Jon Snow killed a White Walker leader fellow, uh the others just kinda stood back and uh watched. And also in the first scene of Game of Thrones, I think it was in the books more so that they just stood back, laughed for a little while and then one of them did all the fighting. Implies that they believe in the old ways, the old gods, single combat, one on one. Like the way Gregor killed um, I couldn't forget his name now. The Viper, uh, not the Viper Higgins, the uh, Pedro Pascal, whatever the hell his name is. Pedro Pascal, Game of Thrones. Here we go. How could I not remember this? Oberyn Martell. Yes, the way the mountain killed Oberyn Martell, uh, and that basically means that. Uh, the, because the others believe in the old ways that's how Jon Snow is going to die or kill the White Walker leader and somehow I don't think it's going to be that simple but also they got to wrap up everything very quickly so I wouldn't be surprised if they take a shortcut through that anyway uh, and number 4 is all of them, 4th lowest from the list uh, 24 votes that got so Hotbag got 2, Jon Snow got 12, Daenerys got 21 and all of them, so basically the White Walker win, the White Walker win, gets 24 votes, uh, which, yeah, um, they're very pessimistic. Everyone should die. They're like, what's the opposite of a humanist? Uh, <laughs> an ahumanist? But anyway, like, that's very harsh on, you know, the whatever million people live in Westeros. I'm sure George Martin threw the stat out at some point. How many... People live in Westeros. Google me in. Listen to me, Google. 40 million people. Uh, ballpark, according to Atlas of Ice and Fire blog. WordPress.com. You can check that out if you doubt my reading skills. So, 40 million people. 24 of you. 24 people on, on, on Facebook and a couple on Twitter think that 40 million people should die. Should die. That's harsh. I mean, that is harsh. I mean, no matter how much virtue the, the people of Westeros have lost, I think they deserve another chance to, uh, you know, redeem themselves before being killed off by a White Walker plague. Um, I'm sure someone's going to emigrate as well, so maybe, maybe it's not going to be the 40 million, but... Who knows? Uh, 33 people think the Night, Sh- Night King should die. Now, uh, I probably shouldn't have included this in here because I wrote on Twitter that human character, but that could yet be proved to be true. The Night King could be human, but just deformed and killed in a horrible in such a way by children of the forest magic. So I'm going to keep it in there for that sake. 33 people voted for him, and I, yeah, 
I mean, I don't know enough about Niking to say that he should die because I don't know if it's his fault that he's the way he is. I don't know what's driving him. I, I, I would like to reserve judgment until that. But also, he is killing a lot of innocent people. Um... But I don't know. There's a there. This is a legacy issue. <laughs> I sound like a fucking government mule here. But uh, it's a legacy issue. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The the problems with the Night King are greater than the Night King. I feel like it's not just him he's fighting for. You don't go off on a run like that just to please yourself. Um. And the children of the force created him, so maybe he's like a, like a computer program to kill until the children of the forests are back on top. Who knows? I I'm just disregarding all Game of Thrones, uh, Song of Ice and Fire lore here, just throwing out the window. But this is just a little theory in Bozen. Um, now next one up, third place on the list, Gregor Clegane, thirty nine votes. Just edging out the Night King there, who was on 33. Now, Gregor Clegane, also debatable. I think he's about as human as the Night King is at this point. Or he is about as lively as the Night King. Because the Night King, you know, he's either dead or mutant. And Gregor, he's either dead or mutant as well. Because he, 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 he was really well taken out by Oberyn Martell remembered his name this time um, and also I don't know I, I I think he should die because he is he has mercilessly killed people the whole way along the series and we've just been screaming out for some redemption not redemption but some, some karma to come his way I guess and Gregor Clegane uh, now we're on the question of who should do it I think it would would be right. It wouldn't be right if it was anyone else but his brother, the Hound. Um, I mean, there is an argument to say that Ilaria Martell should be the one who... Uh, oh, sorry, not Ilaria Martell. Ilaria Sand should be the one to kill uh, Gregor Clegane because, you know, she wasn't really happy about uh, Oprah dying. But, you know, I think that there's been such an undercurrent of, you know, family and um, just the opposite directions they've gone and stuff like that for Gregor to be killed by Sandor the Hound. Um, but that's just me. If you think any different, you can tweet us at um, Brotherhood Pod on Twitter. No, we can do it somewhere else if you want. But you know, you know, tweets don't really tend to travel outside Twitter. Um, you can you can let us know on Facebook. Uh, just type in Brotherhood with That Matters podcast and uh, just avoid those fat American ones. And yeah, just uh, just check out Fine Braun somewhere. You're listening to us anyway. You fucking know what the artwork looks like. Um, but yeah, that 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 it's it's definitely a credible you know claim that Gregor should be the one most warranting a death next next season now just edging him out there well yeah edging him out by about six votes is Euron Greyjoy um Euron he I noticed on Facebook anyway Facebook and amongst the theorists 
especially, that Euron was someone who they think should die more. Because, I don't know, I know Euron, in the books, he has an awful lot more power, he has an awful lot more fearsome. I've I'm, I'm not read all the books, admittedly, but I've not read it far enough until Euron can be introduced properly. But as far as I know, he's he's got much more much more mystery and much more threat about him, I would say. And uh, he he's holding a lot more cards in the book. So that's the reason I think that um, that Euron is is uh, just second place in the list so far up. And number nine on the, oh sorry number one on the list sorry i'm reading this backwards number one on the list is cersei lannister which i'm sure all of you called uh from the start um she's weird she's up on 151 votes which is like nearly half oh shit i just burped nearly half of everyone surveyed thought that cersei should be the one who dies and uh yeah, I got a couple of interesting tweets about her anyway. Like, uh, San Rixian said, I hope the show goes as hard on her as possible, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, I I mean, they we've already been setting up Cersei's fall. I mean, like, lots and lots and lots of people thought that Cersei would die last year. Um, I, myself included, because I just thought, you know, what else can she lose? And what else has she got? But I, I guess she's she's still holding some cards close to her chest. I heard someone say actually that um, it was he posed an interesting theory that her red hand man Kyburn could be like a Castamir or a, oh no sorry a rain from Castamir or um, one of the other ones the tar uh, yeah the rains and the tarbex. Um, I don't know. It, it would be really cool to have a bit of an ulterior motive for uh, Kyburn. Like, just um, to have him saying, you know what, fuck everything. I'm just going to elevate you to the top and then chop your fucking neck off. But I, I don't really understand why he would wait that long. You know, he's already been entrusted to her for that long. And he could have the hound, not the hound, he could have the mountain, you know, skilled her at any given moment so it's, it's a bit weird that he waited so long if it does prove to be the case which i don't think it will but i'm just gonna leave it out there anyway for you to decide again at brotherhood pod on twitter um anyway yeah so cersei i think cersei is gonna get killed by jamie and i think most people out there agree with that um because it's just it's it's been prophesied. Someone said it on Facebook. Um, yeah, Cersei was prophesied today. Anyway, I can't remember who said that, but um, but then again, we've been breaking up theories left, right, and center here, haven't we? Um, because she's she's pregnant supposedly now. But then again, this doesn't really matter if if she doesn't give birth to the child. That's a whole other thing. Not going to get into that right now. <laughs> um, but but who knows? Um. Again, another thing on the Cersei thing, uh, talking the thrones. I'm gonna repeat this quote one more time because it's not very often I get a good quote from a good YouTuber. As uh, talking thrones, uh, he says Cersei deserves to die more than Euron, in my opinion. But as a character, I like what Cersei brings to the table. So it's off with Euron's head. 
she brings a lot to the table, all right, and she's constantly evolving, much like her brother, but always in the wrong direction. Um, but how much more can she bring to the table now? It's the last season. Someone, Something's got to give here. And Cersei's got a day. I got some other comments on Facebook underneath underneath the poll. Uh, Sharuk Jalani says that Cersei, Euron, the Mountain, Daenerys, and the Night King should die. So they're they must be living in the house of black and white. They've got an awful long list there. I wonder are they going to go to bed every night and they say those four names before they go? Uh, wait, is that four? One, two, three, four, five names. Yeah, five names. <laughs> And actually, that's another thing. No legit Starks are on this list. No one thinks any of the shar- Stark Sharks. <laughs> da, da. No one thinks any of the Starks should die. Like straight out Starks. Jon Snow, I guess, is one, but not really. No one thinks Bran should die. No one thinks Arya should die. No one thinks Sansa should die. No one thinks... Is that it? Oh, fuck. No one thinks Theon Greyjoy, who is now a Stark as well, should die. So, eh. We'll see. We'll see how that is. Oh, it's so depressing. No more Game of Thrones until 2019. James Smith said on Facebook, I thought the Mountain and the Dornish Prince killed each other in single combat. And they brought the Mountain back from the dead. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. So, the mountain, that's what, as I was saying before, the Mountain might have died already. So, does he warrant dying again? Will the Count is dying again? Is he still in the Mountain? There's a lot of questions still to be answered about just who this person is because he's never spoken. Have they cut his tongue out or something? I would like to know more about Gregor's condition, but it's just hard to, hard to tell with him so far. Just on the production side of things... And um, this could possibly impact on how the the program evolves. Uh, the the actress who plays Yara Greyjoy is uh, pregnant. Uh, I'm just going to get her name here. I know her surname is Whelan. Actress. Yeah, Gemma Whelan. She's pregnant. I I I just happened to be listening to a podcast on the. When I was preparing this, uh, she was just talking, talking about grief and stuff like that, and and she's just just slipped in that she's pregnant. So that could affect her filming regime, and that could affect just just keep all this in mind when you're looking at production spoilers. I know there's some of you out there that are, for some reason. I guess it's not that much of a spoiler, but yeah, just she's pregnant, uh, so it might affect her filming schedule and how often she might be in it if she might die off earlier will they rewrite her part just to just to get her out early and she's just like um she's she she actually said like give a little snippet a little tiny snippet in about her her uh her life in last season of uh, Game of Thrones she just said she got her script in little bits that didn't make any sense at the time I, mean, I guess that makes sense what was she in how many scenes was she in in, in the last season of Game of Thrones she was on the boat uh, better doing a bit of fingering and twerking she was in chains beside Euron and I can't really remember much more than that she was in that was she outside in that sea battle as well that's, that's still the same scene so, and that, she might have been in, in the prison as well. So she didn't really have that much 
that much uh, impact in the, the way the whole story went. Actually, I would be really interested to see how she affects the story in the final season, though. And I guess that's going to be Theon's mission. Um, although Theon's going to go to Pike, which isn't going to make a bit of fuck better sense to anyone. Will Theon hear the news from Jamie that um Euron is actually going to get the Golden Company? Is that what Jamie's gonna do? Is Jamie and Theon gonna go and rescue uh Theon's sister and stop Euron? I don't think they're gonna stop Euron. I think when they mention the Golden Company they they intend to bring them into the next season of Game of Thrones. But uh it, Jamie might stop Theon from doing an unwarranted trip home which could impact on his health at some point during the season and I think that would be really interesting and I don't know I don't know what to make of it all uh, speaking of um, production uh, Natalie Emanuel who plays Miss Sandy has finished shooting already she she actually finished well before Christmas uh, I don't know does that signal an early death does that signal a minute part because, um, or maybe she just happened to have to do all her scenes very quickly because, you know, she's going to be in another Maze Runner movie next this year, this year, 2018, and she's going to be in a, a movie called The Titan this year too. So she's busy. And I think the, the producers might have, I don't know, maybe something was in a contract about um, getting finished up early I, I don't know I don't know what they were offered I don't think I can't imagine she'd have as much sway as Peter Dinklage or all the rest of them actually did you see any of you see Peter Dinklage versus Morgan Freeman in that Mountain Dew Doritos ad I think it was Doritos but the, the little rap battle it was pretty cool um, but also I feel like they sold their soul but still bitch gotta make money um, I just I yeah it's gonna be interesting actually to see just starting with that, how their careers are going to progress from this. I mean, I saw Braun and, and Black Mirror, but that was that was last. It was in the last season of Black Mirror. That was such a shocking episode, actually. Uh, let me just get the name of that for you. Jerome Flynn. Yeah, it was called Shut Up and Dance, and it's just. It was probably my favorite episode of Black Mirror, but it is also like grow to know this character the whole time and you actually don't know this character uh anyway but that, that was that's another thing um but yeah speaking of other shows that was a well well implemented segue there um other shows i was watching i finished the first season of vikings i finished it long ago actually but uh i just literally haven't got a chance to continue watching it but uh I was really impressed by it, and I think it's it's good for people who, if you're trying to talk people into watching Game of Thrones, but need to get them out of the whole this fantasy or slash historical genre isn't for me. That's a good that's a good show, Vikings, to get people out of that mind frame and learn that you know all TV is just about people and the world they occupy instead of like saying oh this is fantasy this is you know Star Trek this is fucking uh, rom-com everything's good if you give it a chance well not everything's good but every good writing and good production standards uh, always shine through and 
and Vikings is a shining example of this. Now, it's not as complex as Game of Thrones. It's all based around this character called Ragnar Lothbrok, and it's all shot in Ireland too. Uh, so there's a lot of similarities, actually, with with the fact it's shot in Ireland, and it's about well, no, it's not really. It's they're all use swords. They all use swords. I guess that's the one similarity as well. They were kind of lumped together, although they're very different shows. And yeah, because it's all based around this one character, Ragnar Lothbrok, who's a Viking. Um, he's a very, um, he's a very ambitious Viking, and he wants to to sail a different way than everyone else had. He wants to sail to England using a new route, and he does. But this is like at odds with what the chief wanted the 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 viking the jarl uh the, that was there and he opposes him now i won't give too much away about what the story is but uh he only opposes him to a point and he basically when when ragnar comes back with all the gold the jarl's like well well listen you're on my payroll so that's technically my gold you can take a you can take one thing and uh yeah, it's actually, it's a very interesting show, very easy to get sucked in, very lovable characters, very frustrating characters at times as well, so it's kind of like Game of Thrones in that way, but it's a lot simpler, and it's a good uh, gateway drug to Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones, I've noticed, well, I've noticed a lot of people jump straight into that, who might not have been familiar with the, the fantasy series, or fantasy, fantasy genre or historical genre or stuff like that before that's a lot of threads to pull together with all these different storylines happening at once and as well if they're not used to that genre you know they're kind of already on the back foot but watching vikings first get a good story uh kind of straight linear would be a really good way to, to, to convince people to watch Game of Thrones if it goes well. And uh, also, if you have watched Game of Thrones, hell yeah, go watch Vikings. It's, as I say, it, it, it's a lot more linear. Um, but then again, there's a lot more immediate payoffs when you're only, when you only got one story ahead of you. Um, another show I've been watching uh walking dead i stopped watching it midway before the mid-season finale because it was that dull boring and just unsatisfactory i don't know whether all of you agree you can tell me on twitter at brotherhood pod have you watched the walking dead i mean the only thing of note they did this season was kill off uh character that was needless it was another dobby moment they killed off a, a character that no one wanted to see go really, and we all kind of seen it coming, I guess, because it was so there was so out there, um, and it probably cost too much to keep them, but I I won't spoil it anymore. But yeah, uh, it was kind of disappointing, and I don't even know if I'm gonna catch up and watch the rest of the season. Um, but Game of Thrones is learning where. They made their mistakes on AMC, Walking Dead. They're going to wrap it up and finish it early, and that will be fine. And no one... We'll all be complaining, but they're going to leave us wanting more. Which is going to... You know, it's going to be what the producers want to get themselves more money and spin-offs. And you know what? As long as they do one season well, 
on a one season one series well of Game of Thrones and just get that circular get the loop down no one can argue with it you know let them make spin-offs because we're introducing new characters and that it won't be dragging on and on and on into infinity and so they cancel it with all these untied uh, loose endings um but anyway that's very philosophical well, jesus we've we've gone into over half an hour of uh talking here it's a little shorter than i usually go but i'm by myself um leandro is leandro is actually doing well in his own podcast virtual citizens uh you can find him at citizens virtual on twitter they are interviewing christy dignam from the legendary irish band uh aslan um i don't know how they managed to get him that's like a huge get and he sang crazy world i don't know if, if, if my international uh listeners heard it but it's it's a very very well-known song he's a very well-known person here in ireland he's in the late late show every turnabout he recovered from cancer there not so long ago and yeah he's he's that's going to be such an interesting um podcast to listen to so i'm gonna actually share that up on my own uh, channel whenever I get the chance also uh game of thrones wise uh if you're looking for something to listen listen to related to game of thrones or watch um gray area is always putting up excellent stuff emergency awesome always putting up excellent stuff talking thrones always putting up amazing stuff and uh, you know control shift r i think it's called Hold on, yeah, or control alt shift or some fuck some Windows shortcut uh of a YouTube channel. I can't remember their name for the life of me, but they always put up really good Game of Thrones content. Maybe not as often as others, but they do put it out there. And New York Stars, they always have stuff about Marvel and stuff, but I don't really care about that. Um Oh yeah, and Jamie is in Galway this weekend. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's not really of interest to you. Um, but yeah. Um, if you have any more thoughts about Game of Thrones, let me know. If you have any more thoughts about who should die in the next season of Game of Thrones, let me know. If you got any more questions, any more queries, any more theories that you want to give me, let me know. Uh, you can email me at bannersmanners at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet in to the show at Brotherhood Pod and let me know all your theories. We've got an extra heap of characters now on Twitter, so there's no excuses for you not, uh, you know, bleeding your little heart out to me. <laughs> um, and if you are on Apple Podcast app, if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, I would strongly recommend that you give me five stars written and give me a little review as well. Some kind words always go a long way, especially in this competitive world of uh, iTunes. I am really fascinated with how quickly Grey Area grew her channel because from February to September, whenever uh, I interviewed her, her channel had gone from nothing to becoming one of the best and one of the most widely watched Game of Thrones channels on YouTube, and she had 40,000 subscribers at the time, and that was like, that's phenomenal going. I mean, people can put money behind big Facebook campaigns, and they wouldn't get the same response. And she 
you know, she got done that all monetizing her channel and stuff like that, which I thought was amazing. So I, I would really love for this podcast to grow and grow and grow. I'm going to get some guests on as well. I'm going to, because I'm in Ireland, there's a lot of, um, producers that are close, not producers. There's a lot of, um, craft people and people who work on the show of Game of Thrones, like the person who makes all the swords and Northern Ireland, it's only a couple of miles up the road. Well, not a couple of miles, a couple of hundred miles. But still, and I'm in a better better position than most to get these interviews on the show. So actually, if you want to tell me who you want me to get on the show or ask at least, you can you know send in requests at Brotherhood Pod on Twitter or email me at bannersmanners at gmail.com and uh, I'll try my best for you. Okay? Okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I'm Ryan McBride. Goodbye.